and I know, I, I guess I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I should do like the burr and try to find a fixer upper. But man, I don't know if that's my strong, my strength. You know what I'm saying? To go in there and rip a house apart and get it all back to snuff and deal with contractors and all that. When I can buy one that's already ready and it'll have the margins I'm looking for by using corporate or Airbnb, you know? Airbnb makes puts burr on steroids, man. Cause you, you, your margins way bigger, man, and you get that instant equity. So, yeah, I've been looking at that real tough. Call it Burr B&B. Yeah, Burr B&B. <laughs> Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. <clears throat> Whoa, just woke up. Hey. <laughs> I have a little frog in my throat. Oh, oh man. What's up, Micah? This is man. episode 88 coming at you. What's up, man? How you been? Oh, good. We're still getting this um, podcast arrangement, you know, working on it a little bit. Yeah. And I think we got it cool. We got to kind of work across from each other. You know, yeah, like yeah, a, like yeah. Like a professional show. And um, before the cameras, we used to do it like that. We could, you know, set across from each other and we could, like, you know, yeah, BS, yeah. BS better and stuff. Back in the day. But back in the day. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we're coming at y'all. Episode 88 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, uh, Turo, Lyft, all that good stuff. And share economy, real estate, everything you could think of, you know. Hey, they say narrow down your... Uber like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even say Uber. <laughs> They're about to IPO. I don't know if I'm probably buy a couple of them. Just yeah, to have yeah. Them, I was thinking about it, too. That's funny you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the real deal. Um, yeah, this is episode 88 of Live, Let, Thrive. So we're, we're back at you. Hope, um, I'm glad. Thank you for staying with us and, and um, yeah. through all this craziness that we do. So, yeah. you know, we each got busy lives, you know, and yeah, we still man. get a chance to, um, to throw down some good um, Airbnb stuff and some, well, you know, we keep saying Airbnb. We talk a lot about Airbnb. But we've been, we've been moving kind of, kind of towards more just the hustle and the yeah. and the, whatever you do, you know, making your business strong. And that's what it's all about because Airbnb is a business, but, um, you know, whatever you do is a is a hustle and we're trying to cover that too. So that's, yeah. how, we, that's how we're doing it. Yeah, man. I'm happy you brought up uh, Turo because me and uh, a guy was, the guy was talking about, uh, not Turo, but uh, Uber. Me and a guy I was talking to at work and he said he, he thinks Uber is going to go under. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that one, man. But he, he had a good point, you know. He was like, their drivers really don't like them, which Airbnb's hosts don't like them. But I mean, I don't know, man. Do you think? What do you think about Uber? I mean, well, what do you where do you see the future of Uber? Well, they got a stranglehold on the imbus, in, uh, industry right now, so I mean, it's hard to say that it's kind of, kind of, sort of, not even, man, because they're doing so successful. That um oh Amazon's gonna go under you know a few years back because they weren't making enough money, that's kind of like saying the same thing. But Uber, when you think of you don't you don't think of like oh I want to um, order a car on myself. You know you say I want to Uber a car. Straight you know, up, I want to Uber. I it's become like a, a household name. Uber. That's exactly what Some I people said. People say Lyft, but you know those are the people nah. that got kicked off of Uber that use Lyft. <laughs> 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 and so um, and, a, a funny thing you should mention. Uh, you should, well. You know, we go back and forth, but like um, someone, a friend, you know, he he posted on on um, social media on Facebook. He's like, "Remember, don't use it, Lyft or Uber today because they're on strike." And so I put, of course, I can't just leave something like that alone. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh well, if they're on strike, how can we use them anyways? <laughs> 
And then some some lady chimed in and said, "Well, maybe they're just hiring scabs right now." And I'm like, um, "Hiring?" I was like, "I thought I thought Ubers and Lyfts were independent contractors who use their own car, Pretty you much. know, to to make money from Uber or Lyft." I said, uh, "We used to have you know employed um, car drivers. They were called taxi cabs, <laughs> and they enough. used to charge us. They used to rape us at every turn, charging <laughs> us fifty bucks to go down the street." He goes. <laughs> If y'all, if y'all really want to protest, why don't you just delete Uber and Lyft from your phones and go back to using, you know, hailing taxi cabs and spending all that money? <laughs> it's like we used to have, you know, well-paid employed taxi, you know, yeah. car drivers. Yeah, they, they they pretty much put an end to that, man. But uh, no, I don't, what you exactly what you said? What I said? I was like, man, it's the household name, though, man. You can't. Like when you, when, even when me and my wife go out, like and we know we're gonna drink, we'll be like, "Yo, let's call an Uber." I ain't never said let's call a Lyft. You know, that's what I say. It's, <laughs> it's the household name. Um, I know that a lot of people today they don't like Uber. I, I, I see why I heard they treat their uh, drivers like straight shit. From what I heard. And here's and the, sorry to interrupt, but oh, here's right, what right. I say to that. Okay, you, you're a bleeding heart. I, you know, they, they treat your drivers. They don't pay them enough. Well, fuck. Make a pledge. Give them a ten dollar tip every single time. Whoever out there feels sorry for their Uber driver, give them a ten dollar tip every time. Get a whole bunch of people doing that. Boom! There you go. He gets. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Ten rides. That's a hundred bucks. Yeah. But they ain't gonna talk. do that. They want the company to charge them. You know, they still want to yeah. pay cheap for a drive. Yeah. Yet they want those people to get paid good too. See, you can't have it both ways. See, but I think the, the the confrontation is the driver and Uber, not the people. You know what I mean? I don't know if people feel sorry for the driver. I think it's the drivers that are getting pissed off with Uber, but Uber dominate that market, you know? So there ain't really much you can do, you know? But I heard, but the one thing that's interesting, I heard Uber ain't making no money. From what I heard, I heard they're yeah, trying Uber to. Uber or Lyft, they haven't really turned profits yet, have they? Because they? they're still spending so much money to. Pay the driver. Pay the driver, innovation, stuff like that. Yeah. They want to get rid of the drivers. That's pretty much that's that's what the I only heard. way yeah. they can make money, profit is getting rid of the drivers and doing, um, what's it called, automated cars or self-driving cars. That's that's where his thing was. Because, you know, I work in the parking <coughs> lot where they're actually, you know, they're, uh, they're testing those they're testing those automatic driving cars, and I've actually been in one, man. That's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I'm like, dang, it's car driving itself. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't. How far away do you see, think we are as a society from just seeing straight cars rolling down the street by themselves? Um, man, it's going to be um, growing that's, pains with anything, but we're close. I mean, they're already doing it. Man, that's you a know, lot of liability. That's, uh, that is true. That is true. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it's like um, for, for centuries we've had like um, trains that drove themselves, right? I mean, the subways that drive themselves pretty much. I mean, they got people in them, but yeah. pretty much, you know, push. I don't know. See, I don't want to insult subway drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, we have the technology for things to run smoothly by themselves. Better than what humans can do. You know, I go to the airport. I take that thing that goes around the airport where I need to get to a gate. Those things drive by the, ride, ride themselves. Oh, you're talking about the... Uh... the the people that walk or yeah, people. DFW. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, the Skylift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's only at the big airports. I understand. Yeah, and, and I know they're on rails and stuff like that. But still, they, they have, they just on a schedule, they drive themselves. And now if if every car on the road was robot, you know, then uh, all these cars have sensors nowadays. I just got a, uh, or, yeah. you know, I, was, I left my car at the shop and they gave me, you know, of course, they give you a badass, you know, one yeah, to yeah, use yeah. <laughs> at the dealership. And, um, 
And it had sensors all around, man. It, it, it knows any cars close to you. It'll light, it'll light wow. up. It'll let you beeping, you know, let you know and stuff like yeah. that. If it if it knows something's there, in theory, it could like you know a car could avoid another yeah. car, especially if both cars had those sensors. Mm-hmm. And that, I think when it gets to that point where it's mostly you know self driving cars, I mean yeah. it'll be a lot safer. But human, there's still a lot of humans out there doing human yeah. shit, you know. Got that iRobot going on. <laughs> Um, for real, like uh, yeah, I think I said it last week, man. When me, my wife, me and Mahogany went to Portland, and we had to drive from Portland to Salem because that's where our people are from. Man, we hit the, we got in that car, man, and, we, and then that thing drives itself. I was like, dang! But it tells you, like, after you take your hands off the wheel and just let it go, it tells you, hey, put your hands back on the wheel. It, it was pretty crazy how it senses stuff, and because I, I was wondering, I'm like, man, it doesn't get out the lane, and it knew exactly where the lane was. Oh damn! Yeah, I self drove. I had a car drove me all the way from Portland to Salem, so it was pretty dope. Now it should have a voice on there that says, "Stay in your lane, bro." <laughs> Levar Ball. <laughs> Levar Ball. Yeah. But, man, but yeah, man. So you got the new crib going on. What all else you got popping off, Steve? How's the business like? You've been posting a lot of business stuff after you got your Burr book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Burr book, man. Um, that was the the bigger pockets book. We I sent. No, well, you sent me a PDF of it. I mean, um, you purchased your. Oh PDF. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pur- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, BP. Uh, <laughs> y'all just too easy. Um, so I. It's it you know there's 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 chapters of you know that it was cool but it gets down to the nitty gritty you know mm-hmm. how to how to do how do you do your birth strategy which is let's just say buy a house refine uh, um, repair repair renovate I'm sorry buy, buy rehab rent rehab. refinance repeat yeah exactly what he said <laughs> and so in other words and you after you um you buy it put people in it you know after you fix it up you pull your money back out refinance it and throw it into the next project. And it's just the the whole that's the whole business thing the 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 velocity of money using that same dollar to buy houses over and over again and and he goes into like the business aspect of it and um and and it's and mostly I mean he gets of course if you're able to buy a, multiple properties for the same dollar that's great that's, that's awesome but what he said the the most beneficial thing of it is that he gets um he gets the reps in mm-hmm. by doing that instead of only buying one house a year or every two years saving up a big down payment or whatever to buy one an investment property he's buying like you know two or three a month and he's learning he's getting his team together and once you get your contractors you know what materials you use you get cheaper you know you you get cheaper um materials because you're buying in bulk you know and then you get um your contractors give you breaks because you're giving them a lot of work and then you um your agents know what you're looking for so they send you exactly the deals you want i mean you just get more and more reps because if you don't, if I mean, if you're just doing one or two a year, I mean, like yeah, like I said, you're shooting one or two free throws a year, yeah. Then you're not you're not um you're not, not getting growing. better at shooting free throws. Yeah. So it's just that's what that's what it's about. It's about getting the reps. And um, he always quotes Bruce Lee. You know, I don't fear the man who really? who knows a thousand and knows a thousand different kicks. I fear the man who practices one kick ten thousand times. <laughs> Laser focus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Bruce Lee. Was- Monster with the quotes, man. He always had some quotes. Be like water, my water, friend. Be like water. <laughs> <laughs> so I get yeah. get the business mindset on things, you know. That's, that's what's like, up, man. Yeah, I always try to develop my business skills. But yeah, man. One thing I'm, I've been doing, still doing this house refi, man. And what I'm really noticing is, I really got to give a lot of tips out from my struggles with this. 
like the biggest thing that I've been struggling with with the whole house refinance thing is like you have money coming out of multiple accounts. Like what I do is I have like pretty much a bill pay account. And my bill pay account sits there and then I have I take my business account money and I put it in my bill pay, my personal in there. And then like really messed up my refi because they're like, well, why is this apartment lease coming out? Why is this coming out? I'm like, it's my bill pay account. But in in reality, I should what I should have did was I should have just had everything like a business bill pay and a personal bill pay. Cause man, it's like really holding me up right now, man. Like they keep asking for documents from my CPA. I gotta get that to them. Then they ask for something else. They didn't push my uh, close date another 14 days back. So mm. just have like. Like, my finances are aligned. It's just, it's coming out of one account. So they look at it as, you know, they flag it because they see so much stuff. So, yeah, man, if you have have every, all your accounts separated. That's all I would say. Cause, yeah, this is starting to become a headache, man. That's good to know. Yeah. Because that whole bird thing seems magical, but. Yeah, there's some <laughs> it's stuff in there. Yeah, there's some stuff in there. That, yeah, you got you to gotta have your ducks in a row. It's a lot harder to do, you know. And that was another thing. He deserved, he's, he, um. He prefers uh, David Green. He prefers uh, to have like a one-on-one relationship with his banker, like as a like a local or a credit union or mm-hmm. like a small bank, you know, yeah. where he can do business with, where they know him first first name basis, and he's mm-hmm. he's bringing business to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting them loans. Banks make banks make money on loans, right? So now Wells Fargo or somewhere big, you know, you're just you know they're getting paid by the hour. You're a number kind of thing. But know, these man. guys, <laughs> I use them. You too, <laughs> but. Once we start getting more and more, have to you know, debt to yeah. income ratio gets a little more out of whack. We gotta we gotta start making those relationships with the bankers, you know. Real talk. Yeah, sending them special gifts and stuff on the <laughs> real the talk. Holidays. Yeah, how's your family doing? You know, straight up, you gotta yeah, get on that type family? of level with them. I know what you mean. <laughs> what did um? That was one of the songs that Nipsey Hussles was on. They're they're talking about. But whenever I go to the bank, the the manager greets me personally or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> bank manager. Oh, bra- yeah. Bank branch manager greets me personally. Yeah, old Nipsey yeah. man. <laughs> That's probably true too. He wouldn't Real even talk. lie. You know, yeah. buying up the whole city. And um, yeah, uh, briefly about that. I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but I was talking to my uh, one of my supervisors, um, Sheila. Mm-hmm. She's from Compton. Oh shit! It, it, yeah, she um, and I was I asked her if she knew you know who Nipsey. She she said she knew who he, you know who he was, and she'd been to his shop over there, you know. Okay. And um, she goes, but really we don't hang out on that side because that's the Crip side. He goes, I I grew up in the Blood side, yeah, up part of town, so we really didn't intermingle. But it was like a famous person, so you kind of were yeah allowed to go that way to to go to the store and stuff. I was like, "What? They got it separated in Crips and Blood sections of the city?" She's like, "Oh, yeah." Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what they know for, man. It's like, damn, that's crazy though. Yeah, that's what LA is known for, man. So, um, yeah, just to go into that part, you had to know somebody and they had to, you know, escort you kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's certain places. I mean, it's certain places you still you don't know somebody. Yeah, you better know somebody to walk up in there. But yeah, that's I mean, true, man. That's that's Cold-blooded. Well, that's crazy that he stayed there trying to rebuild that, you know, yeah. that part of the town. And Definitely trying to rebuild the city, man. You know. That's no, what's up. No good deed goes unpunished, as they say. Yeah. But um, this is the 8-8, eight, 8-ball eight, eight episode. Eight <laughs> Michael Irvin. I had to mention Michael Irvin. But, yeah. um, but man, you got a lot to talk about. You've been yeah, going in on your business, man. Are you reading the book you, or are you doing the audio? Uh, I've been doing the audio. Okay. And, um, 
I've been glancing at the PDF a little bit too, but mostly the audio. Yeah. And uh, I just haven't have had enough time. I mean, I, see, that's the thing. I you know, just moved into the house, getting this yeah. stuff squared away. Got a wife and baby. It's trying to trying to work all that overtime. And I, I had put it the other day. I had put something in there the other day about about working all this overtime. And um, what do they say? I, I, there was a quote in there. That nothing nothing holds you more back. Nothing holds your business more back or your or your success back more than a day job. You've ever heard that? Oh, that's the truth. Man. <laughs> that's the truth. Like I didn't go back until I straight up was able to have my shit running running itself. Like you really, yeah, it does. It does. And that's the point I want to try to get to now. I want to try to get to where the you know I have systems and it, and it does run itself. Yeah. And um, you can easily get those systems. I have a question. What does your business need to run itself? Well, right now, as far as okay, everything's kind of settled. Like I got my, you know, I got the three rentals running, you know, by themselves, and I, you know, we got our house we're setting up right now. But as far as as acquisitions, you know what I've been doing? I've been calling back some of those wholesalers that have been hitting me up for, um, you know, man, I just moved out of Navajo Street House over in Arlington, and they're already hitting me up on that house. I'm like, for dang, how do they know that shit so quickly? But that means they're a good wholesaler, <laughs> right? Straight up, yeah. <laughs> so I've been hitting up some of these dudes. I've been taking their calls and hitting them up and asking them to be put on their um, buyer's, buyer's list. Buyer's list, yeah. Because um, one guy, he was he's from Dallas. He was talking to me. He called the other night. I have actually answered. And he, he went through his spiel and stuff, and I said, yeah, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in selling right now because I'm actually trying to acquire more properties. I do, you know, rentals and stuff and corporate. And, oh, man, that's cool, man. That's cool. He's a real cool guy. And he's like, yeah, as, as, you know, right now, you know, I, I, I buy for um, hedge, uh, a hedge fund. So he named whatever hedge fund it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm acquiring houses for them right now. And so um, I'm not really looking to, you know, to wholesale to other people. So I'm working for them and trying to find houses for them, but um, but that's cool. Yeah, he's he's their particular bird dog. He's not you know just an independent wholesaler. Mm -hmm. So um, so these these hedge funds are still snapping up houses, man. And so um, he said, you know, but if you ever want to sell, man, I could I could pay 102, 103 percent over market value, blah blah blah. And I was like. I was like, well, you could, you could promise that? He's like, well, you know, we got to go in there and send our guys to go look at it. You know, so get their yeah, foot yeah. in the door and, yeah. you know, oh, this is, you know, this is wrong. This, you need to fix this. That's going to, you know, they're going to do their thing. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I'm not really trying to sell right now, but I appreciate it. And um, I, can, I can get that over. I can get 10 to 20% over market if I put it in the market, right? Oh, man. <laughs> See, me, I, I would have been talking to him. I'd be like, Frill, you can give me 100% over, uh, over the market value? Like cool, man. You come see the house, man. But now if you, you bullshit me, I will leave your company a bad review. I will bust up your whole whole hedge fund. So when you come over here, you better come with the correct price. So you got that's how I talk to him. They be like, yeah. this dude's crazy. <laughs> For right, real. right, right. <laughs> and that was a dude out of down out of Dallas. For real. And um, he he sounded he's like cool dude. But there was another guy. Is is um he was out of. Garland, I think. Okay. Yeah, and he went ahead and put me on his because he is a whole wholesaler okay. kind of dude. So he put me on the email list and he sent and uh, to send me deals or whatever deals. But you know, it, it with I guess you know this, we're talking you were talking more about business. We get to the title in a minute. We never even get to the title most times, but oh, <laughs> but we we'll get to the title of the show. Hang in there. And um, but what we're doing 
and I thought about it like this, and I'll get to your question too that you asked me an hour ago. <laughs> the, well, what is the question? Though? You asked me about uh, what could I do to to put systems in oh, place yeah, yeah, to help my ahead. business, and I'll get to that. So, so we um, we're we're doing corporate and Airbnb, right? A lot yeah. on our properties, mm-hmm. and so if you think about it, the people that have to go in there and burr, they have to go in there and do a fixer upper just to get the margins right. So they need to get in there and refinance out for like a hundred grand and, and then rent it out for a hundred grand to hit the 1% rule kind of thing. You know, they got to get, yeah. they're looking at those margins. Whereas us, on the other hand, we're looking to rent, um, let me see, a $1,500 a month property for 2,500 a month. So our yeah. spread is bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in, in other words, we can afford to buy closer to market value a house, right? Yeah. Because of our margins. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of, you know, that keep... And I know, I, I guess I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I should do like the burr and try to find a fixer-upper. But man, I don't know if that's my strong, my strength. You know what I'm saying? To go in there and rip a house apart and get it all back to snuff and deal with contractors and all that. When I can buy one that's already ready and it'll have the margins I'm looking for by using corporate or Airbnb, you know? But that equity ain't there, though, right? Um, Unless you well, drop that's that the dub. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I see you, what you're saying. Unless you drop the dub. <laughs> drop the dub? Yeah. Drop that 20%. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. You get instant equity, right? But yeah. can you pull that 20% back out? I guess you could. Uh, so the burr wouldn't work too good yeah. how we're doing it. I mean, it. Uh, burr, burr, you got to really... We gotta I ain't going to lie. I've been looking at some off... I've been looking at off-market properties, man. I've been looking at them tough. Like, I... Uh, I found like a one that was like for 102, but I was like, man, I could probably get it for like 80. So I've been looking at off-market properties. I've been looking at stuff that foreclosures, stuff like that. You get that instant equity, and then you start doing the Airbnb, man. This, that's Airbnb makes puts burn on steroids, man. Cause you, you your margins are way bigger, man, and you get that instant equity. So yeah, I've been looking at that real tough. Call it Burr B and B. Yeah, Burr B and B. Yes, I mean, hey, it's something to look at. But yeah, you really, really got to go off market. I mean, uh, you can straight up hire a um, VA to make some phone calls for you. Yeah, or um, four dollars an hour. Or get all these bird dogs that are out there looking for houses to get on their list, man. Yeah, that maybe too. something that won't work for a a true, you know, flipper or or um, burr person would work for our numbers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We might get some of those deals that, that are just like, that would work, man. Yeah. And so a, uh, if y'all are um, bird dogs out there, hit us up. Send us some emails. <laughs> we'll start <laughs> buying some houses from you guys. Yeah, I'm on a bunch of those lists, man. I, 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 Anything I good guess on I see some good stuff, then you got to watch it. You know, it's some bullshit hit your screen. Like, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> they put these crazy ARVs on there. Yeah, you're like, all right, man, okay. <laughs> but no, they had one around the corner from my house. that I knew the ARV because I, I live in the neighborhood, and I, you know, I always watch the market in my own neighborhood. But, yeah, um, but the, um, the price he was asking for was too high. Like, the margin wasn't going to work for me. So, yeah, man, they got some good stuff to hit your, hit your uh, market, hit your, hit your line every now and then. Um, but yeah, man, I've been looking at, but the reason for the title of the show that you said the, um, where to buy your next Airbnb investment property. So today I was just doing some research and, um, I'm at me and my boy, we're in a group and we always, me and him and homeboy, we always shoot stuff back and forth to each other. And he was like, um, he was like, man, you, we, we, he said, man, you may be onto something with this little rock stuff, the Arkansas stuff. He goes, those small markets like that, man, they, they'll accept Airbnb. 
Because, you know, hell, they ain't got no other type of money coming into the city. <laughs> and then, like, he, he pointed out a place I never would have thought to look. And he was like, have you ever thought about Oklahoma City? And I'm like, no, nah, I never thought about it. He goes, he goes, they're small market and they have a basketball team. And he was like, not too many people travel to go see the Oklahoma City Thunder, but still it's there. You Choke know City? <laughs> no, nah, that's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Effing up, city. Uh, uh, but nah, uh, but we'll I mean, get to your list, like, by the way, of most overrated NBA players. Right, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> my list. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know, man. So I was looking at different markets like that, like Oklahoma. And then what I, but what did I end up doing was to find your next Airbnb investment property. Because the first thing I've been doing is I was looking up short-term rental ordinances because my cousin sent me a house that was in a, a certain part of Arkansas. Sherwood, Arkansas. She sent me a house, and I was like, man, I saw it looked up as the laws or whatever, and I couldn't find them. So what I did was I, w- I just Googled cities where Airbnb play- pays occupancy taxes. Airbnb has a whole city list that they, that they actually do business with. And oh, like, shit. Yeah, I know. I was like, yo, that shit's helpful. You can- so when you go, you already know your foot's in the door, right? They're already paying the taxes to the city. That's the problem with Arlington. Arlington, Airbnb never got in with Arlington. And I don't know if Airbnb approached Arlington, and Arlington was like, nah, we ain't with it. I don't know. But nah, so I was like, dang, that's a good idea if you just use this list. So I have the list in my phone. But there's only one city in the state of Texas where Airbnb, I think Airbnb will never be banned, and that's Plano. It's the only city that Airbnb does does business with. Why why would it not be banned? Because they're the only city that Airbnb pays occupancy tax to. In the whole state of Texas? Whole state of Texas. Plano is the only place. Damn, why the hell they didn't do that, you know, everywhere? It's up to the city to allow it. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, and then I, but then I, that's, I was like, dang, I could use this list because I have it on my phone. I could use this list, man. That's where, you, that's where you could choose to your next investment property. Right, right. Yeah, right. use that list and choose your next, go, choose, okay, if you want to do Airbnb, the numbers work or whatever, use that list. You can just really Google cities where Airbnb pays occupancy taxes because you know Airbnb does business with the city. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty – It was. I was like, dang. It's it's a big Plano, list. Plano was the only one. Like in the state of Washington, uh, they pay the whole state. Damn. Yeah, and I was like, damn. Oh that takes God. it off of us too. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the guest pays it, of course, you know, but uh, the state of Washington is expensive as hell, you know, so I don't know if you want to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that was pretty dope. So I was like, use that if you want to choose where you want to buy your next one at. Okay. And then you got to find little small niche markets. Well, that's what I've been looking at. And if you want to find the website to that, type in G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. What is that? Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I love it when people ask you, like, at work, hey, you know what the weather's going to be like this week? Holding their phone in their hand. Man, you got the freaking weather in your hand, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that one's crazy. But, yeah, man. Google that shit. Um so yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna look at that list, man. We need to. I don't know. It's getting high over here, right? Yeah, In the yeah. DFW, it really is getting man. a little high over here. I, th- I think it is because I've been looking at other markets. I'm like, dang, I can catch some deals, man. But you know, it is getting high. It is. <laughs> you think the um, stock market's getting overheated too? I ain't really been in it. I told you, I just oh, hopped back right. in the stock market. I just okay. hopped back in. Buy some Cron. It's at 15 right now. C-R-O-N. Chronic. C-R-O-N. <laughs> the Chronos uh, weed stock. Yeah. Chronos. I okay. Would. Okay. I'm not giving advice to all my all our fans out there. They're going to yeah. be pissed off at me. They lose their <laughs> shit. But um, it's it was up to like 25 not too long ago. Now it's settled in around 15. Uh, hey, man. Weed's only yeah. going to get bigger and bigger, right? 
I think it's the safest thing in the safe stock market, though. Everywhere's starting to legalize it. All the old Straight stogies up. are dying out. Yeah. All the youngsters getting in office, you know? Straight up. You know AOC be smoking. Who? AOC. AOC be smoking. <laughs> that uh, Cortez chick, what's her name? But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's a little, you know, a little commie, but she, she probably smokes. <laughs> probably hit the blunt. <laughs> From New York, come on. Um, so, um... Is, I'm going to ask you, because I, I, I came up with this question. I was like, is building a billion-dollar business even possible for us small fries? No. <laughs> that's, that's it. No, no, hold on. Is it, is it impossible or is possible? It, is it even possible? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Building a billion-dollar business. Yeah. What would it take to, would for it us take? to build a billion-dollar business? Consistency. you got to have a game plan. you got to have goals. Game plan, goals, yeah, you can't be afraid to take risks because to build a billion-dollar company, you're going to fail a bunch of times. So if you got to you got to get back up. Um, I know the question is, well, Michael, why aren't you doing it? I'm like, man, yeah, you can. It's just you got to have some consistency up in you, man. you got to have some consistency up in you. got to have the love of money. <laughs> it's either the love of money or the love of freedom. That's a whole lot of freedom getting into the billy. Yeah, or you gotta have, or you just gotta have the idea, man. Like these Ubers, Airbnbs, those ideas, man. Those are billion dollar ideas. Well, here's the thing, man. Because like, okay, there's the Zuckerbergs out there. There's yeah. the there's the the guys that created. Um, I mean, you, okay, the Amazon. You know, I'm sure while their business, while their plan was catching on, making good money, I'm sure they were approached by people saying, "Hey, you know, we'll take it from here. Here's a hundred million piece out." But if it's your vision, you ain't gonna let it go. But they stuck with it, to, and yeah. they got into the billions. You know, most people, shit, someone offered me a hundred million. All right, it's all years, man. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that cash and running, you know I ain't gonna lie, me too. So it would take, and it take. It's kind of like you're at the, the the craps table, and you're on a heater, and you're 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 up hundred G's, but you're like, man, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep risking. I gotta keep throwing the dice. Yeah. I could lose it all. But I'm gonna keep going. I gotta get to. I gotta yeah. get to 500 G's. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it takes a mindset like you that. can't be afraid to lose that hundred though. That's the thing about it. So Zuckerberg getting big, getting big. The whole time, something else could have come along and wiped him out. He that but he his, stuck with it. That was his vision, man. He just knew. Can't nobody. People can't pull you away from your vision. Yeah, well, it happens all the time. People get paid off. All no, the no, time. I'm talking about their vision. That's something they do. Their vision. Like something you built from the ground and what you want, that's different from somebody getting paid off. If you got paid off, that probably wasn't your vision. That was something, the idea you had, you stuck with that idea, you built it, you sold it. But your vision, man, people can't, like Zuckerberg, man, that was his vision. We're on his vision right now, you know? Here's an example of like uh, something that happened Kind of the opposite, and it's a story I heard. Okay. I mean, I, of course, I always screw up stories. Whatever. The you've heard of the story of the the creator of Victoria's Secrets. You yeah. heard about that guy? I heard Victoria's Secret going under. But go ahead. Well, are they going under? Anyways, they go they, ahead. they were uh, the big we'll deal talk for about a while. So they um, he was approached by I guess investors when it was doing very successful. I think they paid him like uh, one point something million for or you know a million something for his company, and. Real quickly after that, because they knew he had something good. Real quickly after that, they took it to like a billion, multi-billion dollar corporation, right? A company. Mm-hmm. So he missed out on all that money. He was so depressed because not only did he sell for what turned out to be pretty damn cheap, right? Mm-hmm. For this company that had so much potential, 
he got rid of his baby. You know, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. And he ended up committing suicide. He was so depressed over it. Is that true? So that's the story I heard. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Charles probably wasn't his vision, man. <laughs> I'm serious. I probably wasn't. I mean, he just was mad. He missed out on the because that would he would have had that vision. Like, yo, I'm gonna make this a billion dollar company. I think that, I don't think that was his vision. I mean, you know, he got into. I mean, what he's a male selling female draws, man. I don't know if that was his vision or he. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, he had a good idea with the catalog yeah. thing, and he yeah. made it. You know, he was selling. He was selling women's draws to dudes. That's what. That's what made him so much money because he was sending the catalogs were coming to the house. So the guys could see it, so he could buy it. Made it where he wanted to buy his wife. You know. Oh, I thought you like me. Oh, like, oh that, probably, that probably happens too. But but I'm just saying he made it where guys were seeing these catalogs, putting of course putting hot women in there, and yeah. they were and they were like, oh man, you know, I'll get something of this for my wife. And so and um, yeah, he made it like just mainstream and cool. They do their uh, what's it called the. Victoria's Secret um, show every year, and yeah. it's like it's like this. Um, it's it's an accepted thing where it used to be just like oh you know that should you know you just go to a special porn store and buy those yeah, kind yeah, of clothes yeah, yeah. and stuff whatever. But it made it where it was an accepted thing, and dudes were buying this stuff. And then so I guess that the people the investors saw the potential of it, and they yeah. just took it to the next level. And he lost, you know, he thought he made you know a decent paycheck, but then he saw wow I could have made so much more. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he had other issues. I'm sure if someone's going to kill themselves, they probably have other stuff going on too. Yeah, but, for real. Um, that's what that's the story I heard. That's the story yeah. I heard. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it takes a it takes a inhuman freaking focus and uh, stick to it to your vision, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to have see an. I, I mean, I'd like to have a bill, but I mean that ain't really my vision. I mean, if I if I can cl- clock fifty mil and just be retired on a beach and build something for my kids. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm good with. Straight up. I'm simple. <laughs> just some simple. I just yeah. need 50 mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 mil. That's all. That's it. I mean, you could live off the end just of 5 mil and be happy. You Straight know, up. You think. really could. You know yeah. what I mean? And you could just find different ways to invest. You know, I'm just using 50 mil as like a base. But you got to really have that in you to go for a bill. Because look at all these people who are rich. These people who have what? Who are worth 100 mil. Who don't try to push it to six hundred mil? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's a point. Some people just you get comfortable at, but they say if you're comfortable, you ain't growing. That's what they say. If you're comfortable, you ain't growing. Yeah. And that's and then you could take on like a create your own um, nonprofit after that. You know to yeah. try to help people out. That's I mean that's they, these people always these people us too. I mean, yeah. we we always need something that'll keep fueling us, right? Straight up. That and is, so, is. um, so I'd say, okay, my passion is to go build these, you know, schools in in Mexico that helps these, you know, the poor don't help make a difference. Yeah. You know, I've already made my money. I got more money I could ever spend. Yeah. I'm gonna start funneling it towards projects that I believe in. You know, yeah. that's that's what that's what fuels me. You know, yeah. helping people out, teaching them business, teaching these kids business that don't man. know nothing about business. That's Definitely. that's you know, like what they say, you know, uh, buy buy a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime straight up so that's yeah that's something i want to do man that's why i respect people like uh like nipsey hustle and master p and people like that man they go teach other people how to run businesses that's pretty dope you know yeah yeah definitely yeah we haven't even looked at our topics yet <laughs> yeah yeah man we always get some good so it is possible to get to a bill but the i guess the main question would be why do you want to get there what are you trying to do with that money what are you trying to you know what a bill 
That's a good question. You can help out a lot of people if you get that much in the yeah. bank, right? Yeah, you can help out a lot of stuff. You got a bill. Yeah. What are well, your five non-negotiables in your business? And I'm and I'll, I'll show you. I heard this really good stuff on one of this podcasts. Yeah. While you think of yours. What do you mean? What are, what are what are your non-negotiables? Your non-negotiables. What is that? Like this is something that um and, and while I'm building my business that I won't um what's it called I won't uh I won't negotiate I won't this is how it has to be I'm not gonna change you know what are they called the yeah non negotiables I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the word I kind of see these, what you're saying are, but I'm trying to see what it, what these are the you? things that I will not um, change my mind on kind of thing you know it has to be this way. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. What this okay. guy was saying, I was like, "These are pretty good." And and one of one of the first ones was is he wants to build a business that's not just a transactional transactional business. Mm-hmm. It must build an asset. You know what I'm saying? And I see that. I guess in my business, okay, I'm gonna Airbnb or a corporate rental a house. Mm-hmm. I want to buy that house and own that house because I don't want it just to be like, okay, I'm making 500 bucks a month off this you know, corporate rental or Airbnb. I want it to sit there and be an asset, and build mm-hmm. as an asset. Yeah. You know, I just don't want it to be, a, like you said, um, just making money for me. I mean, that making money is good. I think, I think with, that, with that example, I think that's the example of, and that's kind of why I'm stepping out of the arbitrage game because I think that's the difference between like having an asset you own and just having an arbitrage, like, it ain't no asset. That's just a, well, it's an asset. It produces income, but it ain't no long-term asset going to give you equity. I can go to the bank, refinance this thing, pull some money out of it. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I'm with him on that. Yeah, definitely. so that was his first one. I was like, I could relate that to my business. Yeah. And um, the next one, um, predictable, consistent finances. I guess I guess you could see because he knows exactly you know he knows about what he's going to be making every year you know something predictable not something just like one I guess I don't know maybe just throwing money at the stock market one year is going to be up one year is going to be down you know he wants consistent consistent returns something that he yeah can, makes you know. sense and um, focus on my unique abilities that was number three and so that's and these are non negotiables so his business has to focus on his unique abilities he's not of course. If he's not a, uh, a real estate dude, he's not going to start invest. Oh, I'm going to make a real estate business because maybe he's not. That's not his thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. This guy. Maybe he's um, he's more of a. He's great at marketing. He's great at building business. He's great at you know you know networking. He's those are his strengths. So he, every business yeah. is gonna is gonna focus on his strengths. This is this is his you know personal ones. When he says a non-negotiable though, below, like if you're just only focusing on your business, only focus on your strengths, which is good. But okay, on his, on so I'm his, guessing he hires out his weaknesses. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha, on his gotcha. on his personal strengths. That's gotcha. what he's yeah. Gotcha. Personal abilities. Unique. I'm sorry. Unique abilities. He's very innovative. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I think number four. I don't even know if he did all five of these, but one of a singular focus on the big thing. So he explained it on there, but. Yeah, whatever that big thing is, you gotta just 
you got to focus singular focus on the big thing. I guess I guess I, the bigger the big Don't picture. get distracted. We get distracted a lot, you know. It's like, oh shit, you yeah. know. I'm going to do multifamily this. Oh, oh man, I'm, I'm going to do. do this. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, you know. Yeah. Got to have a okay, this is this is my goals, this is my business, this is what I'm going to focus on and get good at, you know, instead of and getting just, you know, we yeah, all do that. We I all do. get distracted a lot. Cause man, I'll see a deal that come up. I'm like, oh man, I want this. Then I'll be like, oh man, I got this multifam. So I, I'm, and then really, yeah, that what he's really saying right there is set a un, uh, un, a very clear goal for what you want. That's what I think that is. Set a very clear goal of what you want, and that's the picture. Nice, nice. And so, on that note, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna think of one of these non-negotiables for my business. Mm-hmm. Which I really should write them down and say, all right, I'm not going to budge on these. This is going to be how it is. I guess I don't see myself as a as a rehabber, a house rehabber. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'll never try one. You know, just to try one, but that's not my strength. And it could I could keep trying it, trying it till it becomes my strength, or whatever. But if I can make money right now. <coughs> setting my, my business up as corporates or Airbnbs, why would I even bother with something that I ain't good at? You know what I'm saying? If you're not good at it, then but that's why my thing was with him. If you're not good at it, then hire somebody who is. Yeah. But Get that's a mentor. An, that's an art within itself, trying to find the right contractors to do the right work and, and all that stuff. Read a book on hiring. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I was, I had that struggle. Like the I was book. Like, he, he teaches you how to do all that. Stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, find a book on hiring. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, I mean, it, it's it's how you look at it. It's which how far you want to grow. That's really what it is. Like, are you want? Do you want to live life on the edge? You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. I, if I don't know this, I got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. You got any topics you wanted to throw? I have a bunch here. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. Well, you hired you, you had a you had a virtual assistant for a while, right? Still do, yeah. You still do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was um, like, if you left town, this gives like a let's give a good tip on people that are trying to do Airbnb out of their own house. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I've and I've done it. I've managed my Airbnbs when I've been on vacations before, and it's uh-huh. and it's sometimes it's headaches, man. It's like dealing with the try to get the turnovers going, yeah, and trying to get the coordinate with um, uh, a cleaner and just whatever, just um, and trying to get it fixed and turn over while the before the next guests move in, and it's just like ah, it always, it, I always. I know I should have a VA to do all that shit, and that's what you I'm. You don't even have at. to have a VA for that. You, they get a cleaner. You just get on Turnover B and B, hire one. They take the clean. <laughs> but then you have to specify how you want the house done and all that. Once they do it five times, they'll know how to do it. I ain't been to one of my places in so long. Like they handle it. Man. They might make mistakes. I mean, you make. I make mistakes at work. You make mistakes at work, right? So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, and that's what that's a uh, that's something I need to get good at. Because like I told you, when we did, um, we were we were Airbnb Airbnb out of Hearst, right? Mm-hmm. My wife did most of the turnovers, and sometimes I'd be over there helping her, and you give me shit about it. Hey, what are you doing? Scrubbing <laughs> toilets? <laughs> Scrubbing toilets. <laughs> and um, so we were we were in the business, like you said. You got to pull yeah. yourself out of the business, right? Yeah. And so that's. 
it worked fine and dandy while we were here in town, but as soon as we went out of town and tried to get someone else to do the clean, yeah. that's when it all went haywire because we weren't here to do it. But she liked getting the money, and that was cool. So now, you know, it's, it's a long-term rental or whatever. And um, so I was, I mean, you got to struggle. It says, that's, a, that's, that's the hardest work about being a business owner, right? Putting, getting the systems in place and getting them to roll and getting them to work right. It takes its initial growing pains, right? But that as soon as it starts getting like that, it's, I mean, you're setting yourself up, up for big success because you're pulling yourself away from the business. Yeah. You're firing yourself from your business. Right? Straight up. Got to get that way. Man, I was listening to Tony Robbins this morning. He said, uh, what did he, he said, a business will only go as far as the person who leads it or owns it. How innovative they are, how much they're willing to listen to other people, how much they're willing to learn. That's as far as the business will go. I was like, dang, man, that hit me. He was like, if you, if a business owner gets stagnant, business is going to get stagnant. You know, you, you have to be real, able to keep learning, you know. And my thing is I always wanted to be big on automation because the whole reason of me getting into business was to cre- create passive income. That was my whole point of doing it was to create passive income. Because when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's like the main thing. I'm like, oh, not working for money. You know what I mean? That was his whole thing, the whole, his whole thing that he sold. But – now I'm into where I want to actually become Robert Kiyosaki and become Dave Ramsey instead of me sitting here like, okay, what is Dave Ramsey's business? What is his business? Selling yes. books. There you go. <laughs> He's selling books. Seminars, he, speeches, all that stuff. But what's his business? He sells being debt-free. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What does Robert Kiyosaki sell you? He sells you the business of real estate. He doesn't sell you real estate. He just teaches you, hey, if you want passive income, you can use real estate. And he sells it. He doesn't right. even make his he, – he makes money off real estate, but that's not where his income comes from. It comes from the books and everything that he's learned around real estate. He just sells it. Mm-hmm. See, that's where I want to be at that point to where I'm, they use the, their time with what they love selling. They get income off of it. That's mm-hmm. where I want to be. So I want to stop listening to their, their message and just follow what they do. That's how I'm understanding. I'm like, oh, I got to follow what you do. You know? Because you can sell people shit all day, but what do you do? You know what I mean? Maybe You're selling knows. yourself. There you go. That's exactly what they do. So what does Robert Kiyosaki do now? He doesn't even go to real estate seminars anymore. He just puts his face on the billboard. <laughs> that's dope, man. That's dope. Like, People used to think Trump owned the Trump Towers. Nah, that's just his name up there. He's selling his name. Can't beat that, man. You got that's 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 the best passive income you can have. You can sell your name. You're not a businessman. You're a businessman. <laughs> Straight up, man. That's so how you're is. trying to get to that point. Yeah, you got to be able and to, you know. And we're not. We don't sell nothing here on the show. No. Not yet. Not yet. But um, we're um, we're helping people. Um, Help be able to do this, you know, and not be afraid to do this, and that's 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 the first step, right? Yeah. And so I thought about that too. I'm trying to get that Patreon up and going. You know, they can throw a few bucks at us and and get some more nuts and bolts, and I'll throw get some more interviews with people on there. Yeah. And um, and even like uh, I told you that show, The Minimalists. Yeah. I love that show. 
But they even went, I mean, they recognize, you know, it's all about minimalism, this and that, but they still want to make money off their shit. They got a good product. Okay. They, in, the, in their show, they don't put any commercials. Like, we don't put no commercials, right? Yeah. And so they, don't, they have no way to make money unless people throw money at their Patreon, their mm-hmm. other, you know, podcast that you got to pay a few bucks a month to get on there. And so they decided to flip the script. So instead of being like an hour show on the, um, on the regular podcast, giving that away for free, yeah. and then the Patreon being like a 30-minute show with whatever, they flipped it where they just do the 30-minute ones free. But if you want to sit and hear the whole hour of them bullshitting and talking about minimalism and all that stuff, you, you got to pay. And so you, they even then they found a way. We got a good product here. People like it. You know, they're selling their books, but how often are they going to write a book? You know, once every year or two, they get a book out. Yeah, they got. A, they wanted to. Well, shit, we got. We we got a chance to make a lot of a lot of money here. Straight but up. and to them, and to their, there's nothing wrong with making money. And to their point, they want to. They use it to help build schools in you know third world countries and to. And that's to get up. products out there to people to to help them out, and that's you know that's a good that's a good um, motivator for them. Yeah. So don't be afraid of making money, right? Yeah. I mean, don't don't think it. I mean, people think it's, it's a stigma, it's bad, and this and that. But see, it looks at and also how people looking at money. Like some people make money. Like, what is your goal of making money? Like my whole goal of it is for freedom. Like I don't want to be tied to a desk. You know what I mean? That's the point of I always tell people it's the freedom that you can have behind it. Things that you can do with your kids, the time, your time—that's the biggest thing. You're, you control your time, you know, because exchanging time for money is like the worst thing you can do. And that's what I've been doing for a while now. Yeah. So I'm on this we overtime have. thing. It was either throwing unlimited overtime at us, and it's like I, I feel bad, I feel guilty if I don't grab it, man. Yeah. You but know. I'm always like, man, I need to do something where it's getting, you know, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just thinking of, of how to how to get more balance. They say balance, whatever. But, uh, man, I just, I want to be more healthy and work less and just yeah. focus on the family and, 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 you know, getting the exercises in, stuff like that. And that makes me happy, you know. Man, it does, man. When you were exercise, man, that changes I've your been, whole mood. I just started doing Seriously. some CrossFit exercise with my cousin. For real? At, yeah, oh, on our lunch breaks, they have, like, a little weight room there. So, man, I can barely walk, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I've never slept so good in my life. Oh, I mean, I'm man. exhausted. I get home. Oh man, I'm out. I, I barely woke up before you got here. Actually, For I was going to take like a little bitty nap. Oh, you know? I did. I took and, a nap, then I came. Man. <laughs> yeah, because I still gotta. What is it? I gotta actually go home and work out. So yeah. Oh, possibly. Snap. I, I gotta. Uh, I worked out this morning, but I, I'm, I'm doing making sure I close all my rings. Oh, I got yeah. the rings going on too. Yeah, so I was like, man, I'm gonna make sure I close all my rings. Every that's day. pretty smart, Apple. I I watch whatever Apple yeah. watch. They they um they have those rings you close after you accomplish something. Yeah. And sometimes I'll stand up to go get you know go get something from the fridge, and it says, oh wow, you reached your standing up goal. I'm like, yeah. oh man, this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> talking shit. Now. <laughs> but it's it's genius, man. It, yeah. it kind of does motivate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I've been doing, man. Because yeah, being healthy, man, that's like a huge thing, dude. Huge, yeah. And so, so back to um, okay. Let's say someone is Airbnb out of their house, you know, and they want to go like you, like y'all were doing, mm-hmm. and they want and let's okay, and they're not as badass a business as you. You give them some some some, some give them some sage advice, like okay, 
they're used to renting a few rooms out of their house and okay we got to go on vacation but we got some guests rolling through we want to keep it running we want it to go smooth while we're on this two-week vacation uh-huh. and we got a few turnovers in between those two weeks you know we got you know three or four different guests coming through <clears throat> what would you advise these people how how they could not be stressing out from a thousand miles away in mexico trying to run their business and enjoy their vacation and and that it would run smooth while they're gone have systems in place have a cleaner that's going to clean have an automatic lock you're good to go i mean just get be you have to be comfortable with your systems you know what i mean that's what i do i look up systems all the time like how to make airbnbs easier now can you use um a co man what do they call it a co-manager a co um, co-host co-host can you use a co-host like a la carte like just when you need them you know what I'm saying? Can I'm not I, sure. I've never used a co-host. Okay, because let you know they they don't want to be they want it to where they're out of town. They don't even look at their phones. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we all look at our phones all the time, anyways. But yeah. I'm just saying they want they don't want to do any business while they're on any transactions while they're out of town. They just want to enjoy their two week vacation, and they want to um, they want the house to run itself. But mm-hmm. I think it would be. It would even be beneficial for them to to hire a co-host for those two weeks, or a, yeah, and just let them run it. Cause okay, or yeah, the cleaner thing. Member. Oh what? The teams use the teams feature to get a team member. There you go. Hire That's another thing. Yeah. And so um, and so I think that would be just just for that time where they're out of town. If they you know I mean what's twenty percent? If you get to enjoy your freaking vacation. Plus, the business runs itself. I mean, that's mm-hmm. freaking beautiful. And I'm starting to think, like, those people that, you know, in Padre, all these years that have been paying, you know, they just they get these condos and they just rent them out until they're ready to retire or whatever, and they're paid off by then. And they, the way they've always done it is um, they've been paying the, these companies 30% to run them for them, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm think, I was always thinking, man, that's a big bite. But they got, a shit, they got a whole bunch of stuff they're doing. They're working on They got their family. They, got this, they don't want to worry about these people's Passive, toilet, man. you know, clogged up. So these these places they pay 30% to, they worry about all that shit. They fix all that stuff when it needs to be fixed. They get the turnover. They get extra towels when they need towels, you know. Mm-hmm. They're paying them a fee for a service, and they are they got totally no headaches at all about it. Straight That's pretty, up. you know. You get what you pay for. Hands all the way off. And um, and one of this guy, the guy that I was listening to that podcast about setting up his business and stuff, and he said that that he'll pay really good money to get someone in there to do something that he don't want to do. I mean, he'll pay like an obscene amount of money to pull himself out of something that he don't want to do because, in the long run, it makes his business grow even farther. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you I saw build a I saw connection him. with somebody. Yeah, there you go. And then um, and I saw Mahogany. She was talking about building a website the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was all stressing out about that. What was that about? Yeah, she was building a website for us for uh, fitness. For her and, fitness, mm-hmm. and she didn't outsource it. No. She just, so she she bought a course, and it, he pretty much showed her how to do everything, but it was some stuff that was missing and stuff. So she kind of did outsource it. Like, she used a course to do it. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So not really, though, because he, he pretty much gave it to us step by step, but it was a lot of stuff that he was missing. But, yeah, she – but she she has a little bit more of that in her than me. She'll – like, she'll – she likes to do stuff herself. Like even like her uh, her entrepreneur side, like where she's doing the um, the uh, the fitness. 
that's a lot of hands-on stuff because, you know what I'm saying, which she has an aspect of it that's going to be hands-off, like the courses and stuff she's going to be selling. But, yeah, like, she has a lot of stuff. Like, she actually likes to sometimes work for money a little bit more than me. At them. Well, you know, that's the Mr. Money Mustache, Mr. Yeah, Money Mustache yeah. philosophy. He's like, if yeah. you can do it yourself, do it yourself because you get the, the learning experience, you get the pride and all this stuff. Yeah, I and felt I, that way the other day when I changed my tire. <laughs> yeah, I had to put a spare on. But I, when I went and bought the other tire, I let them do that shit. <laughs> Plus, I was in my front driveway, and I had to, man, I, had, I was in my work clothes. I was like, ah, oh, damn, we got to change the tire. You know, but I was like, all right, whatever. You know? You see that, um, there's a commercial, I, I guess this, um, it's those commercials that talk about, you know, about so-and-so save money doing this, so now they're becoming their parents or some shit like that. You yeah, know, you yeah, see yeah. These commercials. The pro- pro- progressive. The progressive, yeah, yeah. One of them, yeah. And so they show this, like, young couple that moves into this one town. <laughs> Everybody acts like parents, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a tattoo? Do you work? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. You don't work? <laughs> yeah. But uh, one, one part was, like, they show, they're all, all the guys are standing around this riding lawnmower. And yeah. that young guy said, oh, yeah, you know, so what kind of lawnmower are you used to mow your He said, oh, you know, I just pay a kid. Yeah. And they all look at him like, what the f-? you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a societal peer pressure, you know? And yeah, it's per- kind of true in a way because, like, I pay a guy to do my shit. Man, you know? I, I do too, man. I t- <laughs> man, yeah, you know. Hey, I'm just saying, Arlington, we got the good Mexicans out there. Going for the cheap, man. I'm just saying, we do. Man, thirty five bucks front and back. You for can't real? Eat that, dude. Can't I can't that. make straight lines like that. For real, like hey. this man. This dude lays our lawn out, man. Oh, man. Shout out to Jose, man. He kills it <laughs> every time. Shout out to Chavez. You need a good lawnmower. No, don't take my guy. <laughs> Get your own guy. But um, but there is a lot of societal stuff. Just like I laughed at you changing a tire. Hey, man, we got. Our insurance will come do that shit for us. You know, we got AAA. We got whatever. Our, the back of the insurance card. I told my wife, never, if you ever get like a flat tire or something messed up with the car, never, don't, just stay in the car. Call that number. (laughs) Stay in the car. And they'll come, no, but for her own safety too. Yeah, for real. Don't you get out of that car. Stay. Pull it aside and stay there until that freaking whatever gets there. I don't care if it's what small little issue. Yeah. We pay insurance for a reason, right? Straight up. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll talk, they even have free towing and crap like that. Yeah. But um, I've used them before. I ain't getting out of the car for on the freeway, man. You crazy? <laughs> I see these dudes all the time changing tires on the freeway. I'm like, yeah, dude, man, for real. you're risking your life for that crap. <laughs> oh, man. So Steve does like to hire stuff out as long as Well, I guess you're already paying for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, yeah, so yeah, we got off topic a little bit, but that was that. That's just it, you know. Just yeah. um, it just I don't know. I haven't used Fiverr yet, but I I, I believe it's a it's a good. I'm it's a, it's a game Fiverr. changer. I've used Favor. Oh like yeah, that. you were telling me about Favor. Yeah, I use Favor. You still using that? Yeah, yeah. If I need something done, I'll use it. Um, oh, what I was gonna say about the city that you know how I was saying Plano pays city taxes or whatever. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Because you know all the stuff that's going on in Arlington or whatever. This is my tip nationwide, what I honestly think. If Airbnb doesn't pay the city taxes for you, I don't think you should pay the city taxes. Damn, should I be saying that? <laughs> Check oh, with your oh, accountant mind. and CPA. Cause <laughs> Check with your – okay, I'm going to say this. Also, we're an entertainment show. Yeah, we're an entertainment show. <clears throat> Don't take this little, but I'm going to just, this is my honest opinion. 
it leaves you vulnerable. If Airbnb doesn't pay the taxes, that means the city can still shut you down because there is no legal contract of you paying taxes to, unless you're in a city with a permit. Mm. If you ain't, that's, I think that's what happened in Arlington. We didn't have no permits. Airbnb wasn't paying no taxes, so we were just depending on us to pay taxes. And some people were paying them. I was paying them at one point before I got shut down. And I truly feel, look at what happened to those people. They're getting shut down right now. For playing ball, you know. Straight up. For playing ball. I think it leaves you vulnerable. And that's what I've been Definitely. looking at. It leaves you. Because the city that I'm in, in Little Rock, they, they pay taxes now. North, yeah, they pay taxes. The Airbnb pays them. That's great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, man, and that's a strategy I never thought of. I'm like, man, if you just enter cities that Airbnb pays the taxes, you're in there. Hmm. So, but yeah, that's my thing. Don't, don't, uh, not advising this. <laughs> just saying. You, you're vulnerable if you pay taxes and Airbnb ain't paying them for you. And I, I, I got hit up. I don't know if you got hit up by the guys that are, are trying to put together a lawsuit against Arlington. You get hit up by them or not, not yet? Yeah, I think I saw their messages. You know, I ain't been on Facebook. That right, much, right. Yeah, I've seen their messages. I'm all down for throwing some money at a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And so, but here's the thing I asked them, because they were talking about um, doing a lawsuit, but the the only people that will be protected are the people who actually um, have are up to date on their hot taxes, first of all. If you're not up to date the hot taxes, they won't let you hop on the class action lawsuit. And the people whose names and addresses are on the lawsuit is the only are the only houses that won't be um, shut down when the when the ban hits because they're protected by the class action lawsuit. And I was like, and they're hitting me up for you know saying, well, if I could do a donation, you know, it's like you know I'm cool with helping the cause. Here's here's my problem is. Um, so it's not going to protect everybody, right? And and I, I told him straight up, I've never I've never done Airbnb in Arlington. I have two long term rentals there, but you know I've, I'd like to I'd like to be able to do it one day. But for that reason, I've never paid hotel. I'm not going to pay taxes on something I ain't doing. First of all, and and second of all, um, I don't want my name and address on this class action lawsuit. I'm pretty much painting a target on my back, and. The cops can come over for any little reason, you know. The trash is in the wrong spot or this and that. Start throwing. They can't shut me down, but they can start throwing tickets at a mofo. They did that to the, the that lady we interviewed, remember? The yeah. home shares over in New York. You yeah, know, they, they she up. painted a big target on her. Mm-hmm. She has thousands and thousands of dollars in fines, remember? Because they just come up and straight up get into her house and say, you don't have the fire extinguisher in the right place. You don't have this. Yeah. You don't have that. Set ticket, 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 ticket. So exactly. You don't. It's the land of the free, my ass. You're, you're, you're putting a target on your back when you try to fight these big, these big entities that control the cops. The cops are, you know, a lot of the cities use them as glorified um, income generators. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm, this goes back to what I just said. Forget what people are saying. Look at what they're doing. That's why I said, how is the city of Arlington going to enforce these rules they're making up? They about to start knocking on doors? You said just 400 some listings out here, right? You about to start knocking on 400 doors in Arlington? Y'all have the manpower for that? And if y'all do, we got a problem because there's a bunch of other shit going on in Arlington y'all could be worried about. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of other stuff going on in Arlington y'all could be worried about. You mean to tell me y'all are going to start knocking? Supposedly y'all have the names and addresses of 280 hosts? Okay. I'm just saying. Like I said... Stop listening to what people are saying and see what they're going to do. 
If they start knocking on doors, then we react to that. You know what I mean? If they start doing it. I mean, I, I know it's good to be proactive. Sometimes you've got to be reactive. You know right, what I mean? Right. You've got to be reactive. Like, okay, well, hold on. If they start doing this, you know, but I, I'm all down. If y'all are down for throwing money at a lawyer, I've always been on board with that. Right, right. Straight up. And I told him, I'll throw, I'll throw a little something, something. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw some money I at a lawyer. I don't want my name on anything, though. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'll throw some money at a lawyer all day. Right, I'm right, right. Throwing money at a lawyer, um, I'm always with that, you know, but I. There you go. Um, that seems like the only way to do it, though, really, because, I mean, you can. I think so. I, I've, I think a guy said it at the very beginning. He was like, we're sitting here arguing for no reason with these people. They ain't got a reason with us. Why don't we just put our money towards a lawyer? The same was, people that won the city council seats again anyways, right? The, mayor's, the mayor got reelected already. Did he? Well, he's got such a lead that it's not going to go down to a runoff. I think there's one spot. There's one spot. Is One of our guys actually might win it is the, in the For real? District 5. Yeah. Oh, who are you talking about? Um, 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 who are you talking about? Uh, uh, um, I, know, I think I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name. But, yeah, yeah, one, a guy who's pro-STR, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. It just seems like. I don't know. I'm on the other end. I mean, I'd like to, like, in between my, my corporate rentals I got going on, I'd like to be able to uh, do a little Airbnb. Like, you mean the, the, the Micah Hustle. Wherever they're empty for a few weeks, throw, throw them on Airbnb, keep generating that income until you get the next, you know, corporate person in there. Yeah, I, I think I, you're free to do that right now. Right now. Right I now. I think August is, like, the first part of the band, and then... Um, I think um, January is another part of the band for people that have been paying hot. I don't know, something like that. So you got to be up to date on your hot. I don't Airbnb in Arlington, so. There's going to be a lot of business opportunities in Arlington, though, if these people are just trying to get rid of their houses now that they were Airbnb. No, man, they're listing them at crazy prices. You right see? now they are. Yeah, right now. Hey, Come January, that's going to change. All these Californians down here, man, they're going to snap up that stuff at bad prices. They don't care. <laughs> For real, man. That's what happened in Plano, dude. They started snap. Like, look how expensive. Man. So I was looking. Matter of fact, when we when I found out Plano pays, Airbnb pays city tax to Plano, I went online, right? And I just did a simple search. I did. I went on Zillow and I did give me everything from zero, zero to 150000 You know what you can get for 150000 in Plano? The biggest thing you could get? One bedroom condo or efficiency? A two bedroom condo. You can get a two bedroom condo for one fifty. That's it. Plus you ain't getting no house for plus a thousand a month HOA fee, right? Probably so. <laughs> like you cannot get for under one fifty. You cannot get a house in Plano. The, the cheapest house I've seen was one hundred fifty two, and it, it still needed some work. Yeah. Jeez. But I mean, hey, if you go up there and you get a deal. Man, should have yeah. bought in Plano a long time ago. Man. Or even um, Frisco. Oh shit. Man, if you'd have bought in Frisco. <laughs> If I would have bought in Frisco, matter of fact, if I would have bought my first house in Frisco instead of Little Rock, because that was around the time I bought my first house and I came here, I came here not to live, but I came to visit in 2010, man, I would have been... You're sitting pretty. Man, sitting fat, <laughs> fat rat with the cheese. <laughs> man. But, um, uh, let's see, even cleans his own Airbnbs. What was I talking about here? Can't what were you talking about? Okay, so- okay, okay, okay. I'll give a shout-out to our buddy Can, friend of the show, right? Shout-out, shout-out. Oh, was I supposed <clears throat> to say his name on this? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Here's, 
I think he's he's a, he's a pretty savvy business dude. He's, a, he's yeah. you know he does a lot of flips, buy and holds. He does he knows how he knows the hustle, and yeah. he knows he moves every two years just to get that tax free money, that tax free paycheck when he yeah. moves. It's smart. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Here's one thing I noticed about Ken. Shout out to Ken. What's up, bro? He still stays up until like you know, 12, 1, 2 a.m. writing writing real estate contracts because he's still a real estate agent. He still spends so much time doing that stuff because he's he's just because you know he wants to every he's his own he's his own you know business so mm-hmm. every deal he closes he gets paid but he's he's I'm like man I've told him before why don't you just build a team under you you know and get them to do all this stuff and get them to do all the contracts and you know you get a chunk of whatever the team makes and he's just he's a great business mind but he still likes to do everything himself to get every single cent out of out of I've noticed that about you Ken. Sure? He's I've was I've talked to him before and he's and he's always telling me man you know I was up to like like 12 a.m. last night doing finishing this contract and and getting this ready I think he did start building getting some work some under him yeah I thought King yeah I th- he comes off the type that has a business under him like, right right I think he has some but I think he's still like more of a I don't know I, I would say micromanager a little bit oh really he I mean him and his wife still clean their Airbnbs. You would think that he's he makes a lot more money doing real estate deals and flips and buy and holds, but we 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 kind of got him into the Airbnb game. Yeah. But they just don't trust the cleaner. They've never had success with the cleaner. I think they want to pay him a little bit too little. If they want it like spotless, perfect, you know, deep cleaning every time, they could probably find and, that. And I'm, I'm gonna give it advice to people, man. And this is my honest advice, this is especially the people that do Airbnb and are chasing that super host shit. Sorry, I have to be honest. <laughs> Every single millionaire I have met that does that has become a millionaire off of Airbnb, not one of them is a super host. Damn. Not one of them is a super host. Not one of them give a damn about being a super host. I've met multiple millionaires that are millionaires on Airbnb, just off Airbnb income. Not one of them are super host, and none of them care about it. Like, they've literally said it, it's... It serves no purpose. Like, people think it gives you all these views and stuff, which I don't know. It might, but I don't know. Like, shout out to, uh, listen to uh, uh, Airbnb Automator on YouTube. Sean Rakita, she's not, he's not. The Millionaire Host book, the lady who writes that, she's not a super host. Like, saying, everyone I've met, they don't care about the super host thing, and they... People, when you start focusing on reviews, like, I mean, your cleaning is one thing. Yeah, get your cleaning down right. That's, you got to have a clean space. But when you try to micromanage people, they'll eventually get it right. Seriously, people will eventually get it right. They'll take care of it. You just got to trust. You know, I've had problems with my cleaner. She got it right. She's good now. Matter of fact, she's, I've helped her build up her own cleaning company. Now she has other people clean my units, which I don't care. Do your thing as long as it gets clean. I've helped her. She's helped herself. She's got multiple places she cleans. She actually even hooked me up with where to go to get corporate leases. So, you know. That's real talk. Yeah, man. Because yeah. I mean, you see on these all these um, um, Facebook groups and stuff like that, everybody stresses so much about super host. Super host, you know. Like, Here yeah. comes the super host. Did you make it? Did I make it? I hope I made it. Oh, I got a bad review. You know, it's going to ruin my super host. Everybody's worried about that shit, right? And I'm still a super host, but everything I do is automated. Like the little super, the little messages I send them to get a review, it, it works. They do it, you know. Like I ask them to give me a five star, a, a good review, and I tell them I'm going to give them a good review in return. So I just get a bunch of five star reviews, but it's all automated messages. 
it's about just automate stuff and then just make it easier on yourself. When you sit there and just worry about super host this, you're, you're putting your time into one single listing when you can put your time into growing your business. Putting your, yeah, all the, all the time and effort to the wrong thing. Yeah. I, I, a case in point, my, um, my uncle, I mean my uncle, my, my cousin that used to, <laughs> that used to do my cleanings. Yeah. Whatever else in that house when he was there, yeah. um, he was he would do the cleanings and turnovers and and I was I would still continue to get mostly five star reviews right mm-hmm. when he did them and um, until you know he screwed me over on the flooring thing but whatever that's water under the bridge yeah. <laughs> anyways and um, I remember one time I went over there and while he was doing his turnover cleaning he's like oh yeah I'm you know finishing up blah blah, blah. I just went over there grab some and I went to the kitchen and. So the coffee, the coffee thing was dirty, and then I opened it up and it still had like a, a used coffee in there. Filter. And I was like, "Hey, uh, I think you forgot to, to do." Oh, oh, they. You know what? I, 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 I hardly ever even think about that thing. I, I never even changed it out before. And I was like, I was like "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, man, we got to We got to dump the old coffee and wash it out and keep you it." You know what, though? That's why I avoid going to my places. You don't want to see shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to see shit. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't even want to see it. Like, as long as they're getting five-star reviews, I don't even want to see it because I know my mind's going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I was thinking, because, okay, in a couple weeks, you know, I'm about to go on a cruise, but before I go on a cruise, I'm going to my family reunion. And I was like, we could stay at the Airbnb, my house, you know, and I was like, nah, forget it. We'll just stay at my parents. (laughs) But I already know, but my mom and aunt and my team down there are so good at it. Like, how these people leave reviews for this place, like... I told my parents, my mom and my aunt, I'm like, man, y'all could like really run like a whole Airbnb cleaning team down there and how good y'all because my my aunt, she used to work in the hotel industry. Oh. So no. she knows how to fold towels, hotel style. Fold. Yeah. She's so I'm, I'm asset, winning. Asset. Yeah, I'm winning. But even at that, I don't want my mind to go there. I don't even want to know, hey, you know, this is messed up. And then like, you know, my dad takes care of the outside. My dad and my brother take care of the outside. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm in a perfect situation. I don't want to go to the house and see something. And then you start, I'm like, forget it. That's the thing, you know, and I used to frustrate the hell out of my wife. Hi, honey. Hola. And <laughs> she's in Guadalajara, by the way. And so I used to frustrate the hell out of her because I would, you know, sometimes get off work a little early and I'd say, God, what about this? What about that? She'd, ah, you know, just frustrated. But, yeah. but I shouldn't even, I should have just sat on the side, played with the baby, not even <laughs> noticed this crap because we were getting five star reviews every time. Yeah, so if, if it ain't man. broke, don't, don't fix it. Don't fix it and we have i mean we've been with work managers like that i said all of a sudden they'll show up and they'll start micromanaging that day or this and that we all know what the hell we need to do how to do it and it just frustrates us and like fuck all right you're gonna be here the whole day yeah crap you know it's just like it brings the whole mood of the place down but there's managers like that and manage at work micromanagers yeah if they but if they pull themselves back say hey the operation's running smooth we're getting this much done yeah why question it yeah Up. It's hard not. It's hard. I'm a freaking perfectionist on shit. Yeah. And another one. And and we need to holler at that girl that kept hitting us up over and over again about wanting to do our podcast and putting them up online and do all that stuff. To me, I've been saying it, man. I know. God. And she's, and she's <laughs> pers- what I like about her. She's persistent. Yeah. I'd love she wants to just. To do it. I'd love to just hit you know end on this thing and send her the MP3 and let her do the intro outro boom boom boom. We had to pay her something. But I don't mind, man. 
I've been such a perfectionist. I'll have to get it, the intro just right, the outro just right. I got to get the right clip, blah, blah, blah. But if we just tell her, find a good nugget in there, put it in the front, you know, intro, outro, this and that, throw I mean, it just, up on this. She's probably listened to the podcast. If she she, she, she might not give up on us already, <laughs> but we still have her information. I mean, you can get but on that's, Fiverr. That's another thing. I mean, if she can get it on there and, we're still, and we can pump more of them out and get more listeners, and then, I mean, yeah, it's just exponential growth. Yeah, I know. I'm always for outsourcing, man. <laughs> and I always say, man, if you can outsource it and focus somewhere else, man, like, I just, man, I'm telling you. One thing you can't outsource is push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't outsource your health. <laughs> Straight up. Boom, we should end it on that note. <laughs> but this has been a good app. What do you think? Yeah. You got yeah, anything else to cover before we head out? Oh, no, no. It's been a good app. Um, I guess this app is more like thinking like a business, pulling yourself out of it. And if you know if it's running smooth, don't go fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Man, one of my boys just asked me about leaving a good review. I haven't left a review on Airbnb in so long. My reviews all automatic and generic, man. <laughs> like people come ask me, like, "Oh, this review sound too generic." I'm like, "Who gives a damn? Just leave the review, move on, man." <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man. Who cares? But yeah, <laughs> but um, so that's the thing. If you want to make this a business and get your, get yourself the heck out of it and let it let it do its thing, you know. I mean, you know, check in every now and then, and um, but but trust your people. Trust Straight the people up. that are getting you the five star reviews. If they're getting five star reviews, why the freak question it, right? Straight up. Straight oh well, up. you saw a pube on the toilet. Whatever, you know. Let it go. Yeah, you sound like mahogany, man. <laughs> <laughs> When you get the girls back on the show. <laughs> Next episode, the wives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. You can find us at uh, liveletthrive.com. Live let, send us the best way to reach us is liveletthrive at gmail.com. We're answering emails. We're interacting with guests there. Man, we've talked to a lot of guests. We have some funny guests and some funny stories come through our email. <laughs> We interact with um, yeah with other Airbnb uh, minds and yeah. all kinds of stuff. We, we we like interactions and and y'all give Speaking us. Speaking of our emails, be careful of Airbnbs in Portland, man. They got porn stars popping off, so y'all be careful. Of Airbnbs. Oh shit! Yeah, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, send us all your fun stuff to our email account, man. We <laughs> we always find some funny stories. As a matter of fact, we'll have some of these people on the show. But yeah, in fact, we gotta start getting some more hosts on. That'll like, be the the get. Yeah, that'll be our Patreon page. I'm gonna I'm hit that. I'm gonna pound that. We gotta get the the Patreon going. Yeah. Cause we I like the this is fun. We get a lot of stuff out when me and you are BSing. Yeah. But so the Patreon could be when we're interviewing people. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Definitely. Anyways, well thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. At, you know, live, let, thrive. All right. Peace, Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.